Welcome to Let the Money Talk podcast by Philip Capital India. A podcast that provides the latest analysis of the Indian capital market. In this episode, our research experts will provide the most insightful analysis in the market. Hello friends, good morning. This is Jaydeep Sen from Philip Capital Fixed Income Desk. I will talk about today's report running it dated today that is 15th Jan 24. The topic is banking system liquidity. Now, uh, banks take deposits, give loans, but during their day-to-day activities, they have a liquidity surplus or liquidity deficit. I'm talking of the system-wide thing, and not for a particular bank. To give you the uh, brief uh, backdrop, during COVID, 2020 and uh, 21 also, RBI pumped in lot of liquidity. There was a flood of liquidity, and banks were very much in surplus. Then gradually, 22, 23. RBI withdrew that liquidity, and today the banking system is in deficit. Now, when I say deficit, I don't mean banks don't have money to lend. They do lend. I'm talking of their day-to-day surplus or uh, deficit. The caption of the report is "Banking System Liquidity from OMO Sales to VRR Support." Now, when I say OMO Sales, what I am referring to is in the RBI policy review in October, 6th of October, 23, the RBI mentioned OMO Sales. OMO sales, as in uh, under open market operations, when the RBI sells government security, that takes away liquidity from the banking system. Now the point is, even in October 23, system liquidity was in deficit. So why the RBI said uh, mentioned about OMO sales is a question mark. Any which way, the RBI uh, said so. Now they did not actually uh, do OMO sales because uh, we have said in our earlier reports that it is uh, highly unlikely. Uh, so we have said this in our running yield dated 16th October 23, that it is highly unlikely uh, they will do it, and they did not do it because system liquidity continues in deficit. So the headline from OMO sales to VRR support means one is the mention of OMO sales uh, in the policy review on 6th October 23, and VRR support is variable rate repo to uh, infuse liquidity for a tenure of more than one year, say one week or uh, two weeks, as per the announcement. the rbi will infuse liquidity into the system so uh, what are the data points what's happening to start with there is a difference in perception or a dichotomy in perception of this banking system liquidity surplus or deficit the way the market understands it the way we understand it is that there is this laf that is liquidity adjustment facility so under this laf there is daily repo there is daily it was reverse repo earlier now it is uh, sdf then there is a um, little longer like one week to week term uh, variable rate repo reverse repo all these things are there the net number there the net surplus or net deficit that is what the market understands as system liquidity deficit or surplus now what the rbi looks at is of course this there is no basic difference in understanding or perception rbi looks at this plus there is a government balance in rbi's account so the government collects whatever taxes and other things revenue comes that money is kept in government's account with the rbi until the money is spent by the government on various revenue and capital expenditure that remains in government's account with the rbi which is away from the usual banking system liquidity the rbi accounts that also in system liquidity surplus or deficit the dichotomy is as per market system liquidity has been in deficit for quite some time whereas as per rbi what they call durable liquidity Uh, including the government's money with the RBI, assuming it will be spent in some time, 
that has been surplus. That is the uh, difference and that could be the reason why the RBI spoke about uh, OMO sales in the policy review in October 23. So uh, as we said, the system liquidity was highly surplus in 2020, 21. Now it is in uh, deficit. And uh, throughout 23, sporadically, VRR has been availed of. VRR as in uh, variable rate repo, which means system liquidity has been on the deficit side. And then uh, when we look at uh, call money rates and money market rates, so call money rates nowadays are hugging the MSF rate, that is a marginal standing facility, which is 6.75%. Usually call money rate hovers between the repo rate, which is now 6.5%, and the reverse repo or SDF rate, which is now 6.25%. The fact that call money rate is more towards the MSF rate, 6.75%, means system liquidity is in deficit. Money market yields also have been uh, moving up. So we have a chart showing uh, three-month T-bills, CDs, uh, CPs, and these yields have been uh, moving up. In the banking system, the credit offtake uh, growth rate has been higher than deposit uh, growth rate. Deposits are growing but uh, loans are growing at a faster rate, which also is taking away liquidity from the banking system, which is in a way good. Banks are lending because the economy requires money. But from the daily system liquidity perspective, it is not good. Uh, so nowadays, banks are issuing more of CDs, certificate of deposit, which also shows banks require uh, more money. And uh, the variable rate repo auctions, uh, which RBI is doing to support banking system liquidity, the cutoff yield there has been on the higher side, like 6.73, 6.74, kind or 6.7 kind of number, which means uh, liquidity is in deficit and uh, banks have to pay this much of money. Now, when we look at the history of OMO action, purchase or sale, we see mostly it has been OMO purchases done by the RBI. The last time they did OMO sales was in FY 2018, or basically calendar year 2017, that was after DEMO. After demonetization, system liquidity was in surplus, and to mop it up, RBI did some extent of um, OMO sales. But thereafter, it has been purchased. And in FY19, RBI did almost 3 lakh crore of OMO purchase, which is huge. And um, as we go to in the um, second half of the financial year, um, there is more currency with the public, which also would be a drain on banking system liquidity. Now coming to government expenditure, because as we said, uh, RBI looks at durable liquidity, which includes government's balance with the RBI, and government expenditure will happen, and uh, government finances are comfortable. So if you look at some numbers, FY24, that is the current financial year, fiscal deficit in the period April to November has been 50.7% of budget for the year. Previous year, that is FY23, it was 58.9%. In a comparable, in the similar comparable period. However, uh, what is happening is when we look at the GDP projections, the real GDP growth rate expected and nominal growth rate um, expected, while the real GDP growth rate expectation is buoyant, 7.3%, um, uh, the nominal GDP growth rate expectation is only 8.9% because WPI inflation has been very low for some time. Now, the fiscal deficit as a percentage of GDP, that target of 5.9% of GDP, higher the base, higher the nominal GDP, that much uh, better. Now, if nominal GDP growth rate is only 8.9% and not higher, as against real growth rate of, say, 7.3% or something, that means the base is not big, which means that will put a lid on how much the government can spend. 
So as per a media report, that amount is rupees thirty-seven thousand crore. That is, the government will have to spend rupees thirty-seven thousand crore less than they had budgeted. So that would put uh, some lid, some cap on how much the government can spend. So net net, uh, where do we come to? The RBI has been supportive of banking system liquidity, and we expect them to continue to remain supportive of banking system uh, liquidity. And that's how it is because there is a large government borrowing program. There is a fiscal deficit, and uh, by virtue of the uh, RBI support, E um, level should remain supported. Plus, we have the index inclusion, J P Morgan, Bloomberg, Barclays, and all that. That should lead to H P I inflows as well. To know more, please read Running Yield, dated 15 Jan 24. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to others. Share it on social media and leave a review. Follow this channel to hear about other podcasts. This podcast was prepared by Philip Capital India Private Limited. The information provided with this podcast is only for educational purposes and should not be considered as financial advice. And this does not take into account any specific investment objectives, financial situations, and neither do we warrant the correctness or accuracy of any information mentioned herein. The information and any analysis forecast, projections, expectations and opinions have been obtained from public sources which Philip Capital Research believes to be reliable. Philip Capital, its group entities and any of its representatives shall not be liable for any loss of any nature whatsoever caused or suffered owing to inaccurate or incomplete information mentioned herein.